I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are glad you are back. Hey, the good folks over there at Schulze Family Beef, they want to give you a chance to win an awesome grilling package. They're going to be giving away that Traeger Bronson 20 grill, courtesy of Schulze Ace Home Center in Black River Falls. They're going to give you a bag of pellets, a case of the Fox Smokehouse barbecue sauce, and a three-pack of seasoning from Salty Provisions. Contest open to the first 15 people that sign up for a six-month or a 12-month subscription. Also, all the details, by the way, just simply go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com and click on the link that says Start Shopping. And you can see all the rules and regulations right there. But uh, as you know, you get some beef from them, they ship it to you. Pack it in dry ice. It comes in a couple of days to your doorstep. Same thing with the grill if you win it. So good stuff right there from our friends at Schulze Family Beef. They're going to ship that to you as well. So sign up for the 6th of the 12-month beef subscription, and you can just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Hit the button that says Start Shopping, and all the contest rules and details and everything are going to pop right up. And good luck from our friends over at Schulze Family Beef on the web at Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E. That's S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Mike Clemens. Our Green and Gold Insider joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Michael, how you doing, bud? I'm good, Bill. I'm good. So last night we had talked about this a little bit with this team uh, and, and the fact that uh, it just seems like there's been numerous guys that have been emerging, but the straw that stirs the drink is Aaron Rodgers. But every week he talks about, yeah, I knew this guy. Yeah, I knew that guy it was going to be good. Uh, I like the way his work ethic is. I saw this. I saw that behind the scenes. You get a little bit better glimpse, and last night it was Robert Tanyan. With Robert Tanyan, Absolutely. And you went into the game with Alan Lazard going on IR over the weekend for core muscle surgery. And then you got a sense that maybe Devontae Adams was going to be back. I don't know if you heard this soundbite last week, but I was one of the first to get on to a press conference with Devontae. And I said, so, you know, um, you know, we see you running up and down the sidelines during practice. It looks like you're close. Will this be one of these things with a hamstring injury where you wait for that week where, all right, I think I'm ready to go, and then they say, okay, now you wait one one, one more week, okay? Because you don't want to be like Julio Jones out there last night who's been dealing with a hamstring, tried to play the first half, and then they shut him down at halftime. Uh, and who knows how much he may have done damage and prolonged you know, the, the total recovery on a thing like a hamstring. So I said to Devante, hey, you know, is this one of those things where it feels good and you wait a second a week? And he goes, 
well, maybe for you, but not for me. You know, he's ready to go. (laughs) Well, guess what, Devante? We've been doing this a long time, and we know about Dr. McKenzie, and this guy is conservative, and that's what he's going to do. And Devante was shut down. It's not the player's choice. And Matt LaFleur said, it's not my choice. You know, he says, well, it's a kind of a team thing. No, it's the doctor's choice. And Brian Gutekunst and Ted Thompson, they go to the doctor, and it's the doctor who tells them if the player, it's safe for that player to get back 100% that, that, that they've recovered. So Devontae was a little miffed. He put out a tweet like, yeah, I'm, I thought I was going to be out there tonight. You know, I'm not happy about it. So they had to come up with a different game plan. And, you know, you got MVS, who's now like your number one out there, and guys like Malik Turner and Darius Shepard, Malik, who made the team, uh, this year in camp, Darius made it last year, but you know it's you know, all these passes are going to uh, tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. So I said to Lafleur after the game, was this was this a game plan designed for two running backs and one tight uh, tight end as your top receivers, or is that just sort of what the Falcons' defense gave you? I think it was a combination of everything. I think uh, going into it, we knew we wanted to get the backs a bunch of touches. And and same with Bobby Tanyan, you know, the, all those guys consistently perform at a high level. They're guys that we can trust. Uh, certainly, I think Aaron has a lot of trust in those guys. And I think that you, you saw that, uh, you know, come through tonight. I, uh, I like the fact that, uh, Mike, that Aaron Rodgers, he, he's bought in, but he's also talking now about some of these guys behind the scenes, Malik Taylor, Robert Tanyan, about the work ethic, about what really kind of earned his trust, stuff like that, rather than saying, hey, they have to earn my trust. And, I mean, kind of the, 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 the surly side of things we heard last year, this has been a very embracing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and you saw the one catch from Malik Turner, number 86, on the left-hand side. And I hope that, you know, this is the guy I was talking about during camp that none of us, the rest of us got to see because of preseason games and, and him actually, you know, being on the field, except for maybe special teams. I think you saw what I saw in camp with that big upper body, and he, you know, grabbed a hold of that football. And once he gets in space, it's like, whoa, this guy is almost built more like a, a tight end. And you saw that nice little 20 yard run. But when you break it down, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling, um, they tried to go after him for a couple of deep balls. The safeties were way deep for Atlanta. They weren't going to let him get deep. They know that's his thing. So they tried to bring him underneath. There was one time where MVS was in the end zone, and Rodgers, you know, immediately because of where the leverage was, was, oh, this is back shoulder throw. And MVS didn't get it. I mean, he didn't realize the ball was going to come on the opposite side. He got his hand on it, and he missed what could have been a touchdown. So he ends up going four for eight. But with the game plan of Tanya in a tight end, and your two backs, Robert Tanyan, eight for eight. Aaron Jones, six for six catches. Jamal Williams, five targets for five catches. A 30-yarder on the outside. And the thing about Robert Tanyan is, I mean, he's a little different. And they have, they've brought back Mercedes Lewis to essentially mentor this guy because they see the talent on and off. He had the bad, what turned out to be sort of like a core injury last year, but in the catches he's made in games against the Patriots, against the Seahawks, they saw that the, the hands and the talent could be there. And so Aaron Rodgers was asked, how long have you had this connection with Robert Tanyan to be so in sync? Like, 
Robert and I have had a good connection since he got here. Uh, I just appreciate his work ethic, his approach. I think he's a really good pro. You know, I think like the great pros, when there's something you got to work on, he's very critical of his own game and always trying to improve. You would think that's a normal thing for every uh, every single player. It's just not. You know, the guy's just kind of wired a little bit different. I think he's got a really good feel for passing game. He's done a better job blocking. Uh, he's just a solid all-around player. Got great hands. Just the timing tonight, I thought was really good. Then obviously we got him on a, you know, kind of a, a holding call and the guy fell down for a cheapo. But, you know, I thought he made some really nice plays. I Look, I, I know he talks about the, quote, cheapo, uh, so to speak. But, um, I, you know, look, everything seems to be heading in their direction. And it's all because I think, Mike, uh, there's, there's a lot of fundamental stuff that's going right for them, too. I think that there's a lot of good stuff there. When it comes to the fact that they're hanging on to the football, the the penalties have obviously gone down, not just here, but across the board. The fact that they, they look as if they really know what they're doing. They're much more in sync. It's almost like watching a symphony at this point of misdirection, but everybody on the offensive side knows where they're supposed to be. You know, and in terms of the wide receiver thing and everybody talking about why didn't the Packers pick up a first-round wide receiver instead of a quarterback, et cetera. And then I'm watching Carson Wentz the other night. And he's depleted because of injuries of his wide receiver. And what's he doing? He's throwing a ball down the left-hand sideline to beat the 49ers, who have 11 guys on IR, including Nick Boso. You know, starters like that, quality, elite football players like that. And Carson Wentz unloads a ball that maybe he's thrown five passes to in practice, and that's his Travis Fulgham guy who spent nine days in camp with the Packers. And now he's lining up wide. And on Sunday night football, Wentz hits him down the left-hand sidelines for 42 yards, sets up what ends up being the go-ahead touchdown and winning game. I mean, these teams are just are picking up guys off the street because of all the injuries that they've had. And, and yet, you know, the Packers come in with this game plan. A guy like Robert Tanyan has been in their system now going on three years. And as I said, he's, he's a little different. To me, he reminds me like a, the cowboy who gets off the – the bull, you know, after eight seconds at the rodeo. And we asked him, and he, you know, he talked about how he texted his mom right after the game. That was the first thing mm-hmm. he wanted to do. Um, on the touchdown where he fell down and got up, and like you, you know, appropriately described last night on the postgame show, sort of did that barrel roll. At number 35, uh, a guy that they had just brought in at safety because they're so banged up, um, actually looked like pass interference to me. But anyways, Tanyan pops up and gets another touchdown pass out of it. Yeah, um, I just had a, a, a corner out, uh, just moved him outside and slipped back inside, and he was holding me, and we both went to the ground. And, you know, I've been doing, you know, yoga twice a week, so I think the somersault helped. Just kind of got it back on my feet, and next thing I know the ball's in there. It's crazy that Aaron held on to it that long for me to get up and throw it to me, but. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was Jamal Carter, a guy that they had just signed and elevated that was back there because they're so depleted in that secondary, which is coached by Joe Witt, the former longtime Packers secondary coach. And and he turns that into, but it's yoga, Bill. The man's into yoga. That's what got him to touchdown. Aren't we all, Mike? I do a barrel roll every time I get out of bed every day, all because I stretch properly. (laughs) So, and then a couple of things that Aaron talked about was, you know, he does not have a serious knee injury. He came up there holding the knee after the one time. He said just he just fell awkwardly. But he he did confirm that the game plan, you know, featured the running backs and the tight ends in that just because of what they thought they could get past with that uh, that Falcons defense last night. But let me tell you this. I mean, who's a more exciting team in the NFC right now? 
you know, and and the the Bears with Nick Foles, and when they when he beat the Falcons, okay, you thought you had something there, and then he was shut out, uh, you know, the following week when he had to play a full game. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, Mike McCarthy's got Mike Nolan as his defensive coordinator. Okay, so right. Dick Nolan was the head coach for many years in San Francisco with the John Brody and Gene Washington days back in the seventies. And to me, Mike Nolan, and I've been around him, he's kind of like, you know, he's the son of, he's the kid, he's like the, the country club kid who shows up to coach. And he's been out of coaching for five years, and what's killing Dallas right now is their defense. To bring him in is, you know, but it's, there's Mike McCarthy helping out an old friend, uh, a guy who hired him for the one year in San Francisco before he came to Green Bay, and, and now, you know, he needs cutting edge to, to get that defense up and running. What's even some of the injuries they've had, like Van Der Esch and, and some of those others. So it comes down to Green Bay. And I'm telling you, three years ago, you know, in 2018, we're talking about uh, Sean McVay in his second year and Jared Goff at quarterback, but these triple motion fakes and almost misdirection, and they're just moving the ball, and they got this huge offensive line, and they're spending money like you know the Navigasu to be there next to Aaron Donald because they're going to try and sell tickets for the new stadium. And after week four, you're saying, "Whoa, look at the Rams! This might be the NFC team, not the same old you know uh, the same old suspects that we think are going to win." And what did they do? They went all the way to the Super Bowl that year. Last year, it's Kyle Shanahan who's part of the, you know, the family that invented this offense. And he's, when he gets Jimmy Garoppolo back, he takes those 49ers with that misdirection and that tremendous physical roster that, that John Lynch has put together over, the, over there, particularly on their defensive line, and they get all the way to the Super Bowl. And now you've got that same offense with pl- you know, a decent enough offensive line and plenty of smart football players that can do all that pre-snap motion, only this time that offense is being run by a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's pretty dangerous. Yep, no doubt about it. Let's do this, Mike. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll talk more with Mike Clemens, our uh, Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Hey, don't forget our friends at Van Horn Automotive. They want to buy your car. doesn't matter what kind it is. Right now, they're uh, trying to build up the inventory a little bit. And let's just say you don't want to go in. You're feeling a little bit skittish still about uh, the pandemic and such. Well, you can do it all online. Go to VanHornAuto.com. You can buy a car, find a car, finance a car, schedule service appointments, trade one in, even sell your car online to our friends at Van Horn automotive simply go to vanhornauto.com i've done it now with them uh, where i've gotten four different vehicles one used three new three different trucks one vehicle one car and and i've enjoyed the process each and every time they're great people to work with i've scheduled service appointments online go to vanhornauto.com that's vanhornauto.com family born and employee owned all over wisconsin and in iowa just look for a dealership near you or just go again to vanhornauto.com stay tuned more of the bill michael show coming up next Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Second and one, 15 seconds left, and Ryan will be dropped. Sacked by Zadarius Smith. Welcome back. Hey, reminder, coming up on Thursday night, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle 6-8. to eight. Scott Grodsky from CBS 58 is going to be here. So is Earl Arms, if you remember Earl from uh, years gone by. He's going to be here as well. It's all brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Joined now by Mike Clements, uh, our Green and Gold Insider, talking about last night's contest and this team now heading 
into the uh, into the bye week. And uh, you know, Mike, we can talk about timing. You can talk about uh, needed. Uh, you know, I look. I, I know there's some things they need to work on, and they're all going to be hanging out in Green Bay because they're not going anywhere. But fundamentally, one of the only things I think that was uh, spoken out loud last night was Ladarius Smith, or is it Arius Smith, where he was saying, "Hey, uh, defensively, some areas they need to get better in." Right? Yeah, they still got to improve their tackling, particularly on run games. You saw Gurley get loose, break loose on a couple of times. Um, I like Chris Barnes, number fifty-one. This linebacker that got uh, there, uh, Rashawn Gary, out of the game last night with this uh, ankle injury. But, you know, Zadarius coming up with a couple of sacks and playing over the middle. And so I thought this was interesting to talk about. Yeah, they had some poor tackling on the run plays, but at least when the Falcons got it in the red zone, as opposed to some couple of weeks, the Vikings making some scores, the Saints, that they were able to hold their own. After the Falcons had that, what, 20 play drive, 94 yards. And holding them to just that field goal, what was it like to get that stop for the defense? Uh, it was big, man. You know, in the uh, last couple of games, we haven't been good at doing that. So to be in that situation and, and to make those plays in the red zone was big for us. Uh, and as you can see, man, that changed the momentum. We're not doing too well in uh, tackling and in the run game. Uh, we we got to get back to work, man. Uh, we can't harp on saying that that was a good defensive run for us because the last past couple of weeks, we haven't been doing good in the run game. And he's right. I mean, they haven't. I mean, it's been more fundamental with tackling and such than anything, I think, Mike, that uh, has, has been somewhat problematic for that team. So uh, so I get it um, that they need to get better. I don't know how you can get better being apart because they want to take some time off and, and help their bodies. But the secondary has been good. Yeah. Now, Jair Alexander, this was amazing because uh, he's had some sort of a hand injury that has been on the injury report. And then over the weekend, he missed the final practice on Saturday because some sort of a knee, and they put him down as questionable. But he was still out there running all over the field last night, keeping up with Julio Jones. And the really thing that was uh, was amazing was Calvin Ridley. Now, he's had a hamstring, too, so maybe he wasn't 100%. But even Mike Pettin admitted to us on Friday, yeah, um, these guys are going to come out, and they're going to, you know, Kirk Cutter, the former Buccaneers coach that was there with Jameis Winston those years, um, they're going to take it deep. They they test you. They try to loosen you up, <laughs> as Mike Pettin mm-hmm. said. And so they dropped Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. The Packers put their safeties deep. They were not going to let those guys get behind them. And so Calvin Ridley, there he is in the locker room after the loss at Lambeau Field. He was 0 for 5, zero catches, including that one ball late in the fourth quarter where he's open right over the middle, and Adrian Amos drops back quickly and gets his hand and deflects what could have been a touchdown, maybe to get the Falcons back into the game late. So, we, you know, we asked Calvin Ridley about being held to zero catches. Now you're 0-4, and all you could come up with was three points in the first half in Green Bay. Just, they were better than us. They were better than us. Of course, of course we're angry. I mean, we, you know, we want to come in here and uh, win the games. We're tired, we're tired of, you know, not winning the games. I mean, it's just it's not going our way right now. We just got to, you know, we got to fix it. Easier said than done, I guess, is the best way to put it. And they may be doing it at some point without their head coach if they can't get some wins under their belt, you know? Yeah, and, you know, this puts Matt Ryan in the awkward spot because he's like Aaron Rodgers' age, maybe a year younger. But, you know, here's a former MVP, a guy who went to the Super Bowl. I, I tell you, the one here's the thing that's going on in Atlanta right now. The fans don't care. And the Falcons have always been page six down there. 
You know, what the, you know what Atlanta sports fans into right now? The Braves in baseball, or the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, their top ten college football team, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And so when they got to the Super Bowl, yeah, there was some interest there. I mean, and Falcon fans, they're they're more for the barbecue sometimes than they get into the game after the first quarter. They're like some of the kids at Camp Randall. And so right now, for this team to be 0-4, if they fire their coach, who cares? Unlike the Houston Texans, remember you and I went out to dinner with Greg Cook, the former Packers guard who does, who's been doing sports talk down there, and he said Houston fans are mean, man. And Bill right. O'Brien getting you know cut yesterday. Um, I don't know if there's that sense of urgency, uh, but we'll see. Arthur Blank, Dan Quinn's 50 years old now, the former defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. And so Matt Ryan's in this weird place where he's sort of got to be the spokesperson for the team about his coach. Here you are now in 0-4. Do you still think you can turn this thing around? Well, you know, we've got 12 games to go, and six of them are in division. And so we've got some definite ground to make up, uh, and we've got to find a way to, you know, to make it up quick. And so um, can't feel sorry for yourself. You know, we're, we're in the position we're in because of what we've done, but, you know, we're also the people who can correct it. And so – um, that's got to be the focus. We've got to get a win next week. We've got to find a way to get it done versus a tough division opponent. You know, providing, again, that he still has a job. I would assume uh, that they have not made an announcement today, so I would assume he's going to hang on for a little while longer. But, um, you know, to, to lose to a Packers team that's somewhat depleted, not the worst thing in the world. It's probably the losses prior to coming into Lambeau Field that if he did get fired would probably be the ones that cost him his job. You know, whether it's Thomas Dimitri, their uh, general manager, has been there alongside with uh, Dan Quinn or not. And, of course, you know, Matt LaFleur worked under Dan Quinn for two years. He was the quarterback coach of the year that uh, Matt Ryan was the MVP. And so he says he's learned a lot of his coaching skills and how to run a football team from those two years he spent in Atlanta at Flowery Branch with Dan Quinn. Um, you know, I think it's interesting, too, about the interim coach situation uh, yesterday, the Texans, this is a team you're going to face in a couple of weeks, right, coming back from the bye. They file, they, they fire, fire Bill O'Brien and, you know, former Patriots guy, and his replacement is Romeo Crennel, who's also a, a Patriots guy, defensive coordinator. Um, you remember back in the 2011 season for the Packers, the 15-1 and season? They, you know, they were, their offense was even right. better than the year before in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs fired Todd Haley, and the interim head coach was Romeo Crennel. Right. He, he was the one, the one that figured out how to beat him, too. He's the one that figured out how to beat him. It was like, like 1914, I think, was the final. So that's what the Packers are going to be facing in just a couple of weeks with Deshaun Watson and that group. Sometimes those interim coaches can, can get things fixed, you know, and can spike it. As for Dan Quinn, he's now on four. After he, last year, he could blame it on injuries. They got all these injuries again after last night. Uh, where is he going to take his team after losing last night in Green Bay? You know, as we get to the close of our first quarter of the season, uh, we've got a team full of fighters and warriors, but our second quarter cannot look like our first. And I expect those two quarters of football to look a hell of a lot different, you know, certainly on the result side. So we did not get uh, what we came here to get. And, uh, you know, that's the thing for us uh, as we're heading into this second quarter, back to a division games. Uh, it's got to look different for us than our first quarter. And, you know, they're, 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 that team is so banged up. And let's take their safeties, for example. Canal Neal and Ricardo Allen. Ricardo is one of the players left over from the Super Bowl team. They were both out of the game last night. So they put in a replacement, DeMonte Kazi. Then you see him go down 
immediately know he's got some sort of a horrible injury in the left leg. He was laying on the face down, and he took his helmet and threw it across the turf at Lambeau Field because instantly he known that he'd blown out his Achilles and got mm-hmm. carted off during the commercial break during the game last night. I mean, that's how bad it was for the Falcons last night. It was a hard-hitting game, and the Packers, Chris Barnes, this kid that they've been playing at inside linebacker, he had to leave the game with a shoulder injury. Josiah DeGura, this this tight end I'm really impressed by, he was questionable for the game for the ankle, and I don't know if they took him off again, if he re-injured that ankle. That's kind of a bad news. Kevin King was over there on the exercise bike with a quad injury. He didn't return. Mm -hmm. And in the first half, you know, um, um, Sullivan, um, Chandler Sullivan, the the, uh, the nickelback for the uh, Packers, suffered a concussion. But you got a bye week, so you got some time for all that. And Matt Lafleur talked about how intense the game was last night against the Falcons. That was one of the hardest hitting defenses I feel like I've seen in my time in the in the NFL. And they were battling to the end. There was zero quit in that football team. They were there was a lot of uh, big time collisions out there, and um, that's a credit to to their players, to their coaching staff. Um, and, and we knew it was going to be that type of battle out there. Yeah, it's a, a, a tough, tough hitting game, I guess. But at least the Packers, Mike, uh, with some of the injuries they sustained, and hopefully nothing's going to be long term. But quad bruises and things like that—you would figure in the next couple of weeks they'd be able to heal up from stuff like that. This is also why you keep with a team that averages is twenty-three, twenty-four years old. This is why you build a team through the draft, and you train them their first year, their second year. So hopefully they're peaking by their third year, because when they get to their fourth year. Unless they're a quarterback or a left tackle or a tremendous defensive lineman, they ain't going to see a second contract in Green Bay. Let's do this real quick. We'll we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up. Mike Clemens joining us. Uh, Hang in there. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Like the protocols in place, you can't really go anywhere. Just how different this off week is going to feel because of the situation with the protocols and COVID and not being able to go anywhere. Yeah, it sucks. Totally sucks. Um, that's all I can say about that. Um, obviously, it is what it is situation, but especially as an older player, I look forward to the bye weeks immensely. I look forward to, you know, kind of a reset, recharging the batteries. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll be here. We'll make the most of it. But but it sucks, and uh, I get it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. All you got to do is give them a call, uh, whether it's low T, whether it's just uh, the all-in-one weight loss program, or ED. They can help you out. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, Michael, uh, now you've got some uh, you got some time off, and this is where you kind of hold your breath, cross your fingers that nobody breaks protocol and comes back with COVID. By week two, Bill. I mean, I was all planning on going to Cabo, but now it looks like I'm doing something called Cabo Zoom. You know, you just <laughs> log on and it shows you a picture of the beach, you know, and there's a little umbrella drink to where your right hand would be. You know, it's it's a virtual Cabo trip. No, right. you know, hey, Aaron Rodgers, he probably wouldn't be going to Cabo 
But he probably would go home to the $28 million mansion on the beach in Malibu and just chill and, and look at the Pacific. But the fact of the matter is, there's not that much to do in L.A. either, you know? I mean, yep. there's a lot of places that are closed or restrictions. Yeah, California's pretty much shut down. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's really the way it is across the United States. But, you know, for me, when I go from Milwaukee up to Green Bay... Uh, and you get into the stadium, I mean, it's, it's totally strict. I get people ripping on me for doing stand-up sometimes, you know, wearing a mask, and it's like, hey, I can't get into the parking lot without wearing a mask. Do you understand that? Like last right. night for the game, I pull in, I've got my uh, assigned media pass, and I show that to those guys that you and I see, you know, covering games. They're all wearing masks. And then you've got to park your car in a certain place and, you know, try to even distance that. Then you've got to walk to a tent that they've got, uh, outside the stadium, you go through that, you know, all through the gates, you have to answer questions, they take your temperature, it's a COVID screening thing, then you got to go through the, you know, the bomb and gun security and all that, and you get in and it's an empty stadium. It's it's just a couple hundred media people, the front office people are over on the other side of the glass, because if they get on the charter plane, they're tier one, and and that's just the way it is. And so, you know, the NFL came down, and after the Titans road trip and people going on bye weeks, the NFL said, hey, you stay at home. It's your bye week, but you're not getting on a plane and taking vacations or anything. You're staying at home or you're going to your facility. And Matt LaFleur was asked last night on a bye week with these mandatory stay-at-home orders from the NFL, you know, what's your word to the team and to the community? Well, I think it's especially important when you consider the area that we live in. And unfortunately, COVID is running rampant in our community. And our guys got to continue to make smart decisions because you can see how it can inf- you know, impact a football team. You got to look no further than Tennessee. I think they, I don't know what the count is up to now, but certainly the, they had a game postponed. Who knows what's going to happen this weekend with them. Um and all it takes is one guy to to infect everybody else. So whether we're inside the facility or we're out in the community, we got to be smart. We got to be very mindful of of everything that we're doing. Responsible. We got to wear a mask. And we would certainly appreciate it if everybody in this community would would follow suit because I think everybody enjoys watching the Green Bay Packers. And for that to continue, we need people to to do their part. We said it a long time ago. It's going to take all of us, and I mean that. And so we just got to keep our players safe and keep everybody safe because that's important. There's nothing more important than your health. And I would just continue to urge people to to be responsible, to think of others, and, and to wear a mask and, and social distance. Mike, great stuff as always, buddy. Appreciate it. Enjoy some time, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Talk to you later. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And that does it for us today. Time for us to get out of here tomorrow. We'll talk about Robert Tanyan. We'll talk about if the Packers have some losses, where are they coming from? Former NFL quarterback Bruce Gridkowski is going to be here. Adam McCalvey wrapping up the Brewers season. A lot going on. Time for us to go. Have a go. See Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.